Hi, Sandy Mackey here from Ask the Pool Guy. Hi. Hi. Al Curtis here from Ask the Pool Guy. Coming to you with another podcast extravaganza. That I think we're probably going to talk some marketing. Some marketing ideas, some life philosophy, some business philosophy. Where should we start? I think we should start with the event that we had last night, just as a little bit of a recap. So we hosted, because we're not your typical pool company. We're the philosophy, marketing-based pool company. We live and breathe everything that we talk about here. So we had been to one of our suppliers' open houses about a month ago, probably. Yeah. And at that event, we were talking with our local branch manager and another one of the guys from in the back, and somehow mind reading came up. And I said, we know a mind reader. We hang out with one all the time. So maybe we could put together some kind of a program. So last night we put together a special event. It was basically a thank you for our for the vendor, supplier. for our supplier. And then we also invited a few of our VIP uh, pool clients and some of our cool friends from our marketing and masterminding group. So. It was a really fun event, and I think eye-opening in quite a few ways. I've, you know, your first comment this morning to me when we talked this morning was, so have you relived some of the experiences, or what have you been thinking about around the event? And it really hits home that the more that you actively surround yourself with really cool and interesting and different people, mixing very much our social sphere and our business sphere and our you know personal sphere families and all of that the net result is pretty staggering I mean I just I've played over in my mind many times a lot of those little moments of things that happened that were really very cool and I was thinking about how fortunate we are to live in the world that we live in the way that we choose to live it and I was thinking about some of the people there that haven't been around us a lot, like some of the supplier people that maybe have seen us uh, come to the store, their their place and interact, but not really seen us working the way our style. I was thinking about how different that must have been for them, because I don't know that they would get that same experience. I don't know that they would get, from a business perspective, how we don't have to follow a really boring format. Yeah. And so my mind went there mostly with the people there, and some of them were spouses, so we didn't even know them. But how different, you know, maybe they never get the opportunity to have conversations like that or to be a part of an event, a really special, exclusive event. Or to be exposed to a mind reader because, you know, John Polo, a, a nationally known, our, well known. A really cool friend, mm -hmm. does mm -hmm. mostly corporate entertainment and he does shows in Vegas and things like that. Mm -hmm. So to be able to see that type of entertainment and have your mind kind of uh, expanded a little bit is really cool. Well, and it, on, on a close level like that, he made the joke that, you know, I was in Las Vegas last week, I'd hear him in a basement of a condo this week. But to be that close to interact with people, I know that that our brushes with fame, with people that are known in the world, are interesting. I mean, it's just another thing to say that you did. I don't know that it changes us. Maybe it does. But it has certainly given us more stories to talk about. And I think about those people there that last night that we haven't interacted a lot with. 
and recognizing what stories they could tell today or what they probably were telling or the stories they were telling on the way home or something like that. Well, I have a cool story for last night. So a couple of our favoritest pool customers came and they brought their son with them last night. And we were talking and we had some of our new clients there as well that we haven't built a pool for. And these new clients are really cool and they're kind of getting like that we're different and what we're all about. And it was really interesting for me because both um, sets were standing near each other and I was talking with both of them and I got to tell the story about the treasure chest. So we tell the story about how before the pool, so we had just built this fabulous pool with this grotto in the background and before the pool was closed, Al swam in the grotto in like 50 degree water to bolt a treasure chest down onto a ledge above water level in the grotto. And as soon as he did that, he filled it with treasures, he locked it up, and he hid a code, like a number code, around the yard to get into this treasure chest. Well, then he sealed up the grotto, and the grotto actually has a flap, Merlin safety cover, that goes all the way up to the top. So there's no way to get in there once the pool is buttoned up and closed for the winter. So he did that, and then we created the custom Monopoly board, and we had pictures of the pool project on there, and we put a picture of the treasure chest on the Monopoly board. So they would have seen all of the other elements in the project, but they wouldn't have seen that. So I was telling the story to our new clients with the, the clients that the story is about there, and it was really cool because I was kind of telling it from what I know my perspective to be, and then the clients were actually filling in the bits and pieces like, yeah, we got that Monopoly board, and we were like, we just had no idea what it was, and we were so curious. So their son then, as soon as the cover came off the pool, he was in there, he was looking, he finally got in there, got to the treasure chest, and there was a lock on it. So then he had to figure out how to get the code, and I had only heard kind of through his dad and some of that that it took him a while, so here I am telling the story, and I said, and it took you forever to get into that box, didn't it? And he said, yeah, like at least half of the summer. And then once he got into the box, he got the loot out, and it was so cool that he put it back in so his sister could also have the experience. So then we were also telling them how then after the homeowners went out of town again, after everybody had gotten into this box, Al broke back into the grotto and he took that combination lock off of the treasure chest and he redid it and he put a different style of lock on there, this one that needs a key. And they had been searching ever since, that was probably late mid, summer, mid, yeah, mid summer, mid to late mid summer, summer. That. that Al had redone this experience and uh, Erica had said, Erica the homeowner had said, yeah, Al said that he's never done with this project and this is really a case where the whole family has been involved in searching. Um, Lucas, the, the son there, has been looking avidly, his dad's been helping, kind of everybody that spoiler comes alert is checking it out. Give so. him the spoiler alert so, that you... So Walked into the alert. office today and told me about. I, I had to tell Al that it was a fun party. I was having fun. Lucas, and this she kid, caved. is so cute. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you where it is. I'm not going to give you any clues. And then I gave them a clue. So we may have to sneak back into that yard and put footprints all over and no, we, reconfigure we really, it. We really don't. No? No. Because he can go find the key now. But he still has to wait till spring to get back in. He does. Once he gets in there and he opens it up, 
there's a surprise inside again. Yeah. He's only halfway there. Yeah. Because, unbeknownst to him, we added the surprise that makes it a little more difficult. Yeah, so, so we totally don't want this kid, like, going off to college before he breaks into this box. He can, See, he I did can, him a service. He can cut the lock off <laughs> if he has to. It, it is that particular box, and this is that part for me that really makes the experience yummy. And wanting every experience that I get it, that I get into to, to have that sense and that feel was that particular box was this cool old metal treasure chest, looks like a treasure chest, that I found in an antique shop in Nagani, Michigan. It's the old bank store. The old bank turned into this like three level antique shop. And I found that there and negotiated to buy it because I had to have it. And because that was the thing that had to go there. It had all the criteria. It was old and awesome. I didn't want to use it because I wanted to keep it. But I knew because I wanted to keep it so bad that it was the right one for the project. And then on top of that, now I had to take this really old box and drill through the bottom because I didn't want to just put it there and let him be able to take it out. So we had to put holes through it so I could drill and like literally drill it down into the concrete in the, in the shelf there so they couldn't get to it. And it's those little pieces that make the story more interesting. The, the story of me, the doing part, because it makes it really exciting for me, but then the story we can tell and the marketing that we can talk about and how the project is never over. As far as I'm concerned, I'm going to make sure that I mess with him until he goes off to college because that's something that was built into the, the infrastructure of our business is how can we extend this how can we now for our own pleasure for theirs as well but recognize that I'm doing it for me we only really do things for ourselves as much as we say we're altruistic and helping others it, it's still for me because it makes me feel good to know that I'm thinking of other people that I'm trying to plan the next thing that I'm giving away because the next prize in there is really cool it's not like we just threw a bunch of junk in there. There's some really good stuff, but he's got to work to get it. So there's, there's that piece that anytime we're building or doing anything, I want to be able to extend that process literally forever if I can. Now, there may be a case where nothing happens for a long, long time, but eventually I'm going to find the right piece for every single project that we've done that I can sneak back into the yard and add it on a wall or put it here or put it into a landscape bed or, you know, there's always something. Yeah. And well, so that's for me, that's that's for my that's my enjoyment. That's my entertainment. And it's not a financial thing. It's an expense on our end, but it's not a financial thing in terms of uh, you know, we don't make money on that. We don't create good we're, we create goodwill, which I you know, is more important than anything probably. But that's what really makes it a lot of fun. Well, for me. it was super cool and a little bit surreal for me to be able to tell the story while interacting with you know, the clients that we did this for, and then some new ones who I'm sure are going, oh, I wonder what he's going to do with us, or I can't wait, or that sounds so exciting. Mm -hmm. So that was really, really a mm -hmm. cool thing. So then after the party, we had already gotten text messages from our existing clients saying how much fun they had and how glad they were they got to come out and hang out with us because they were the ones that really, really missed us after we were done she working said, in their yard. Uh, literally, the minute that they walked into the door at the condo, she said, we came tonight because we missed you guys. We just wanted to be around you. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty powerful. 
Yeah. No, we built our pool two summers ago. It's not like we just finished in the fall and they're feeling lonely lost without us. No, this was a while ago and they're still feeling that same pull. Yeah. Because that's that's culture. That's company just the, the, the way that we are. And it's a direct result of kind of how we've learned to think about mm -hmm. what we do. I can't stress that enough. You know, we last this last the podcast we talked an awful lot about the tic tac toe board and that center square view. Well, I know for us, if we were to redo that board again for the thousandth time, we would put all of these types of words in that center square about how we want to make people feel and how we want to feel as a result of it and what we want to do. And, and it wouldn't, it would be less about goal setting the amount of money we want to make and, you know, we need, we want to be rich and we want this to do this for us and we want to do this and we want to be really cool. It, it's kind of lost. That, that's lost that because all that happens and we make money and we everything else but when we talk about that center square of who we are as people and that we don't have to live that old paradigm way we can live this way and have fun doing it and then throw awesome parties like that mm -hmm. where people go I get it you surround yourself with awesome people and you become like the people you associate with and so yeah I could see why you want to be around awesome people I mean it's a it's a self-fulfilling thing so I have a question for you what does us throwing that party have to do with marketing? What would you say the marketing value in that is? Well, I would say if we define marketing as everything we do to tell our story and to share our energy with the world, that's what that party did. The party, we were able to invite people and make them feel good about having gotten the invite. We threw a fabulous party. We had the mind reader, we had live music, we had food, we had just good people that got to interact with each other. And I think, um, you know, everybody that came, they're friends with us, and it's putting that positive energy out into the world. And we got a great email from our clients that we're building for this summer and they said that they were just so happy to have gotten the invite, so thrilled they could attend. It was a great party, and they liked being able to interact with people that are kind of in our extended family and our inner circle, because they were reminded, you know, you get a certain sense when you meet people and when you're considering hiring a company, you get a certain sense of who they are and what they stand for, and I think it was very validating for them to be able to come and they knew that everything that they thought was exactly on track and they the comment that came in the email was we didn't know it was possible but we're even more excited about this summer now so what it is in terms of marketing which I mean mar using the word marketing sometimes makes it sound like you're trying to get something and what we're really trying to do with our marketing is give something give more of that positive energy give more reasons for people to smile and have a good time and kind of like have question marks pop in their head like what are these people doing how are they how are they like this how are they so different so that I think the party for us just reinforced everything that we are and let people kind of see it again in a different way the party to me when I think about out going out into the world and talking to potential clients people that we may do work with or want us to do work with them and we're not sure and, and however I go out and I tell this story just 
I think you, you mentioned it at one of our recent pool appointments when we had them come here. And you had said afterwards, you said, is that how all of them go? Because we didn't really talk about the pool part or pumps or filters or how big or how any, any of that. It was more about the philosophy of who we are and what we stand for. And so today, pool appointments for me are that. It's going out, talking specifically to the people about our way, our certain way. And then to have them witness it in a, a third-party position. It's, it wasn't in their yard with a pool, but it was being surrounded with people that obviously care about us, and we obviously care about them. And these people get to witness that part of who we are. And what that does for me is it validates the transparency and the way that we are. Online, offline, in-person, uh, energy signature, what we want people to think about us and talk about us. They're deliberate. I mean, we want people to talk good about us, so we do things deliberately so that people will talk good about us. But I don't think that we go... If we do this, then people will talk good about us. Well, it's who we are. Yeah. It's not like we have to put on the face a of show, oh, we have to do. But we do make extra effort. Mm -hmm. But the baseline of who we are is already there at that level. So mm -hmm. it's not like we're changing who we are. We're mm -hmm. just doing more of it. Mm -hmm. So we're just we're making sure that you know when the opportunities come up we're saying yes to them and we're doing that little bit extra to make mm -hmm. a difference instead of just status quo you know we always try to make sure that it's more fun and more the, engaging the and more energetic and mm -hmm. just more mm -hmm. more of everything well and with that with that more it, it allows us to express ourselves for who we are not just as pool people but as people people and this is what we are, and we want people to know that about us. We don't have to put on a mask of, okay, now I'm a pool guy, and then I take that mask off, and I become my crazy fun self doing this, and then I take that mask off, and I put something else on to be interacting in business, and we don't have to do that. We sort of have found a way of blurring it all together, but it follows our way of life, not just our way of marketing or our way of doing business or our way of personal lives or way of how we raise children or way of it's all it's all kind of blended together and that's what I think the to me that party represented is all of these factions of our lives people that we swirl in and out of their lives all the time sort of blending together and just finding a way of having a good time and the catalyst was you and I and I think that's pretty cool because it says a whole lot about company culture who we are why we do what we do and and there was there's no expected return it's not like we did that going okay now we can go to that supplier and we can squeeze them for two percent off you know it, it's like that wasn't even a and i could see someone calculating that going well if i do something nice for them then then they'll give me a deal on something and, and that doesn't make sense but that's what people do all the time this was let's just share the awesome world that we have with them so that they know when we come into their office talking happy being fun doing it's not just a show yeah that's probably one of the big validating part of the vets is, is that they've seen us in that interactive space of there but now they've seen us in our personal space acting the exact same way talking the same mumbo jumbo cool stuff that we would when we walk in pretending like we're a really good pool company and 
you, you've, you've been there to a supplier and someone walks in with a puffed up chest trying to talk about how awesome they are. Well, they are awesome, but you don't have to say it. You, know, you just got to let it be. And that's one thing I think that happens well for us. And that's what show, like, things like that do from a marketing perspective. They just put really good juju into the world. Yeah. Yeah. So. What's a takeaway from that? You know, a takeaway, again, that I know we talked about in our last podcast, the marketing tic-tac-toe board and identifying our target audience. I was just thinking, again, back to the conversation when I had our previous pool client and our upcoming pool client together, and they're so similar. So we really have tapped into that sweet spot of the types of people that we really enjoy working with. So a takeaway from that is the more opportunities that we have to kind of put our clients together, like we can see those similarities and that's super fun to me. So I think that was a really good takeaway for me. What about you? There were so many little bright moments of ah ahas for me last night and and it goes so fast. You know, just you get there and you you get trying to get ready and whammo, it's here and then the event's gone and then the then the presenter's doing his amazing show, and then you're, you know, wrapping up, and people are leaving, and, and you know, of course, I wanted to go on forever, and you know that, in our world, it kind of does, yeah. but everyone else seems to have to go home, which yeah. was okay, which I love that part as well, because we found ourselves at the end, with, a, a core of a few people and the musicians and singing and dancing for a long time afterwards mm-hmm. and knowing even the musicians saying we just love being around that positive energy we are always available whenever you need us that was sort of their comment as they left and those things that that we as people and we equally as important maybe not more important but equally as important we as a company have a certain way, a very defined certain way, going back to Wallace Waddle's book, that, that that way just reinforces the awesomeness that's, that our company is. And yes, it's a combination of who we are, but it's way more than that. It's way more than, than Al and Sandy. It's this combination of things that's pretty sensational. So that was a big takeaway for me, is just that additional recognition clients coming back because they, they don't want us to be out of their lives and new clients begging us to be parts of their lives and then people from our marketing group and talking about all the great things that are happening in their businesses because they're getting on board with this kind of style of living that we're living business that we're doing and oh another you know. fun fact for anybody watching this um one of our clients ones with the pizza oven actually he wants to throw another party and have us come out and bring all of our friends he wow. said he'd love to do that wow. in the middle of the summer so if you ever want to experience one of the legendary escapes send us an email or give us a call or something and let we'll me know set that, up a party somewhere let me know that you yeah. want to be on that list um for when you get a stone-fired pizza at the I'm ready to at go this now, amazing pool, yeah. so I know I told him we could do it, like you know, beginning we'll of April. Yeah. <laughs> he said no, we should probably I'm not quite ready summer. for that yet. But yeah. he said that they would really, really love yeah. to host us again. Yeah. So Very that's cool. that's awesome too. Well, that says that says a whole another layer of yumminess yeah. that they want to do for us as much as we want to do for them. Yeah. And if that's that symbiotic relationship, that's that. The, the the yin and the yang or the the positive and you know, or the the female and masculine energy and all that sort of working together is that when we can find that in clients which which we can 
because we choose to, though. I think, I think sometimes people stumble into that, and they just, you happen to find a good client, and it happens to go really well, without thinking it through, or without trying to help orchestrate it. And we do live by the law of effortless allowance. We've really learned to completely let go of stuff, which is something we can talk about in a few minutes I wanted to mention. Uh, we, we completely let go of it knowing that it'll come when it's organically ready. Well, that was going to be a follow-up question I had. Like, isn't this a lot of work maintaining these? I mean, I know the answer to this, but yeah. I could see someone saying, another pool company or another company that has clients, well, that seems like a lot of work to keep up these relationships with your clients. Don't you just want to be done with them? So why is it so different? Because it's not work. If we were tasking ourselves, okay, I'm tasking myself on my to-do list today. I have to do this, this, and this. Then it would definitely be work. I'd be going, I'm not driving an hour back to that guy's house to put some, hide something in this thing for them to find. But because it's just a part of our way, and it's not work. It just sort of seamlessly blends into whatever we're doing. We go, oh, here's a cool something or other that we can use. Or Here's a cool idea. This sounds fun. Let's, let's do that. Yep, and it yep. And that's that effortless that part. Thing. That's that yeah. just allowing it to happen. I imagine, this doesn't happen because of how we've set everything up, but I imagine if we had a priority list every day and we came in and we went over the priority order, okay, priority, you know, no, task three today is to make sure that you make so-and-so feel happy by doing such and such and such, that'd be awful. Yeah. And, but it doesn't have to be because we've sort of just seamlessly let it be a part of who we are. And if that seems like a lot of work to someone, I understand. It's not their way. It's not their style. It's not who they are as a person. I know that the passion that I derive from doing what I do keeps me always wanting to do more. Now, if it was just a business to make money because I had to pay the bill at the end of the day and blah, all of that, okay, I wouldn't want to do extra. But because I want to love it more, my intention is to love it more all the time. Not, I can't wait to get through it. I can't wait for this project to get done. I can't. There's moments, obviously, when you're when you're so deep into it, so into a project, sometimes that you gotta just kind of be done. Like, oh, we just need to finish this because we have ten other awesome things to work on. So there's those anxious moments. But in general, I want to love it as much tomorrow or more than I did today. Well, with that attitude, and that's what it is, that's an attitude adjustment. With that understanding the you center of, the, of our tic-tac-toe board makes this easy. So what would a lesson be for someone else then who, if this isn't their certain way, I think what I heard you saying was maybe there's other ways for other people. So don't feel, sure. I mean, sure, we, we are an example of one way of doing things, mm -hmm. but there's probably natural tendencies that other people have that just kind of figure out how to incorporate mm -hmm. more of that. Work who you are into it. And no, most people aren't like us, and that's okay. But those that have something that's interesting in them, share that. There's a, there's a thousand different ways that you could do these types of things. Not exactly what we do, because no one else is gonna be us. But there's a thousand different ways that you could approach it differently, that you could, you know, take, take that customer on a whole other journey somewhere because you want to, not because you're supposed to or you're getting paid to. See, that's where we get really twisted sometimes is, but this is what I get paid to do. 
and as soon as you block that up and you kind of box it up and go, that's what we get paid to do, you've missed all of the fun around it. Well, I think we've learned that the more that we do just because, the more that the money is it's, just there. Mm -hmm, it just, mm -hmm. it's it, take, it takes itself. care of itself. Yeah. Now, if we were on a journey, though, here's, here's a thought. If we were on a journey and it was all about money, so let's say, for example, you and I both lived a lifestyle where it was all about getting a bigger house or driving a nicer car or trying to outdo either each other or people in our sphere because partnerships could happen that way where one gets something, the other one's got to get something nicer than the, th you know, and, and a lot of companies fall apart because there's this desire for, well, she got a new car, so I need a new car. I got a new car, now she needs a new this, and, and, and we could go that way. And it, it doesn't happen for us. We lead really cool lifestyles in that we kind of don't care. If you have a bigger house than me, or my friend has a nicer this, or a, that doesn't matter. I think if that mattered, if that was the most important part, this would be really difficult to do. Because you'd be looking at every dollar spent out as an expense because that's less money to put in your pocket to pay for that bigger house or buy that nicer car or have that extra vacation or whatever it is. But in our particular case, it's just sort of the, the part of doing business. And money flows continually because it feels good to do. And I think that's, that's probably part of our certain way that really works. And, and this style may not work for everyone, whether it's a business owner and a spouse, a spouse wanting one thing and a business owner wanting another. I could see that playing out a lot is why you're always away spending money on little things for when you could be giving it to us and the kids. That could be something. And, and that would stop some people from trying to do extra because the extra takes time. It takes time. I sacrifice time away from my children, from whatever, every moment I do stuff like this, as you do. So we sacrifice time and money. But it's in the loving of it. It's finding a way to enjoy it and not care if that $200 spent over here to do something cool for someone else or that unexpected thing over here. Those little things add up to a bigger car payment for a nicer car or whatever. And because that doesn't matter, it makes it easy to do. I suppose if we lived a life where it was all about impressing everyone else in our sphere of influence, we probably wouldn't live this way. I don't know. Just a thought. So you mentioned effortless allowance earlier. What's mm -hmm. I sense a story there? So, well, there's a story there. You you walked into the office just a little while ago and said, "Oh, we've got this Thursday Skype with the producers of a television show," and you know we've talked a little bit about the TV show. And and when you said that, I kind of went, mm. and and the mm part was that's just another distraction from what we're loving to do. And knowing when those first calls came in, I think when there was one call, it was, oh, that would just be awesome. That'd be so amazing to have a TV show and wow, how cool it is. But when we got the second call, that made it, to me, a thousand times sweeter because it now meant well, we could do what we want or we could tell them to buzz off, just completely buzz off. And instead of, remember how many people said, well, are you calling back? Are you calling back? Nah, it'll happen when it's supposed to, that effortless allowance part. And then he said, oh, we scheduled the Skype, Skype meeting on Thursday and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. I was kind of like, living in that space of what if was so awesome when it happened. Yeah. 
and not being anxious about it, not being too counting on any of it has been perfectly good. And then now there's this interview and I'm like, okay, I, all right, we got to go with it, see where it is. But it was that, that space of, we don't need that. Yeah, I feel really we don't good need about I, it. I do too. Because no, it can make us more of what we already it, it, are. It absolutely, and it, really it's a magnifier, and it takes us in quantum leaps to the place that we're going anyway, but it yeah. just takes us there much quicker. And I'm all still for it. That's not what I'm trying to say, but in that moment of you saying, well, we're going to have this Skype interview, I was kind of like, yeah, it's really cool the way it is. I was sort of in this high place of, it's all really cool right now anyway. And that certainly could make it, more cool. I mean, it was, it's, it's bizarre to think about. And as I've watched, ever since this happened, and I've watched shows on TV surrounding reality TV construction and building and things, and, and I've wondered what that would be like. Because I know when you show up on a job and you put a camera on my face, we stop and talk about certain things. But then adding to that, having a boom guy there and a lighting guy there and a you know, two camera guys, and uh, it was just sort of this uh, kind of weird moment of, do we really want that? Well, we tend to do things that feel right, mm -hmm. and when they don't feel mm -hmm. right, we don't do them anymore. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I understand exactly what you're saying, mm -hmm. and I also know that we're very intention based, and yeah. I know that you know we did talk very specifically about what would we want this to look like, mm -hmm. and I think that we're pretty tuned in to mm -hmm. paying attention to that type mm -hmm. of stuff. I think that's where knowing what we would be willing to do where we would be willing to spend our time because we've thought that through and talked that through and had countless conversations about it that certainly helps us because if it doesn't match up to that it's it's going to be easy for either one of us to say no or both of us to say no yeah if it matches up to that then it'll be easy for both of us to say yes Definitely. and i think that's that's a place that we've kind of found in our relationship and our business and our life in our certain way is to honor that, honor that gut, honor that feeling, honor that energy, that space, that all of those things, all those terms. And that's that effortless allowance is just finding a way. And that's really what the marketing has done for us as well is just that effortless allowing. But we have constant conversation about it. I think we talked just briefly at the at the party last night that it was an awareness for me as I was describing each of the groups of people that were represented there that every week we do something in a an arena of other people around our marketing of who we are and what we're doing and why we're doing it and hearing other people's opinions and and working on making the center square of you the company better and then we also are in a sphere of influence a mastermind that's about making us personally better and we do we invest in both of those every single week and that was a really kind of interesting moment because I'm sure people would say I don't have time oh I, I'm so busy being busy being busy I th I'd say we're pretty busy too yeah definitely yeah so those are again one of those takeaways for me last night was recognizing that we had the people that make our business run better by supplying us with the way that we needed to, our employees and family that were surrounding us, the marketing group people that were there that help us because we discuss it every week, and then our mastermind group who we discuss personal life every week, having that whole group of people present was pretty cool. It really was. 
So if there's a lesson to be gleaned from that, it's honor what makes you interesting and do more of that and surround yourself with really cool people because and lean in. we've done that. Lean in. We didn't just start one day, write a tic-tac-toe board and decide, okay, this is our way, we got to figure it out. Yeah. This was a process of understanding to honor what's right and do what's right and do what feels right and do what feels good to us at that time and, and all of those things and it, it takes time. It does. I made the comment last night that our parties are getting so much more well attended. We've done parties for a long time and when we had launched the Insights Group I know that we had, you know, we were putting on events to get people together. And some of those were pretty lonely events. Oh, yeah. You know, a few yeah. of them, it was just you and me kind of looking at each other going, I don't know where all the people are. And what I'm finding is the more specific we are in what we're doing, mm -hmm. meaning we're on this incredible journey with the pool company and we're still masterminding and we're still doing, doing the marketing group, mm -hmm. the more specific we are and the less, like, broad, oh, anybody's welcome, the more that we mm -hmm. do these... My expectation of the Christmas party, like I thought we were going to have X amount of people and it was probably at least double, double the number mm -hmm. that I thought were coming. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, for the party last night, I didn't do an official headcount, but it was well beyond what, what I could have imagined. So mm -hmm. we're attracting, just by being more of who we are, mm -hmm. we're attracting more of everything mm -hmm. and people just keep showing mm -hmm. up in amazing ways. And that's, there's that balance between keeping it exclusive versus keeping it open. And I know that wasn't an open event. It's not like anyone could just come. It was very specific people. And the net result was more showed up. And there's an awful lot to the psychology of that exclusivity. Exclusive titty. Whatever. Exclusivity. Exclusivity. The more we elevate people by making those personal invites the more likely they are to do it versus an open invite. Hey, anyone show up if you want. We'd be a much, it'd be much diff more difficult to create that environment. But it was a really specialty thing, which proves have that specific, again, it goes right back to everything we talked about, being as crystal clear in your vision as you possibly can, backing it up with a purpose and the faith to see it through. So it can be a party or it could be a business, it could be, you know, anything. Yeah. And those same principles work. Well, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Yep. Awesome. This was a fun one. I like it. Yeah.